Oh boy, am I excited to be with you today? Yes, I am very, very excited to be with you today. Uh, the Lord is just so amazingly good. He's wonderful in every way. And uh, we are going to uh, just share our hearts with you so that you will know just exactly what we think about you. I uh, would like to say that from the start of this coronavirus, I have been quite interested in uh, what is going on. And uh, today we're going to be sharing with you a little bit, not about a coronavirus per se, but we're going to talk about uh, the, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But uh, when we look at this coronavirus, you're going to hear a lot of talk. You're going to hear a lot of talk from the secular community about what cannot be done and uh, maybe some of the things that can be done. You will also hear from the religious community or the Christian community, and we're going to have various uh, views on that. So I want you to be very careful as you listen, because there are sometimes there are those rather who will look at what is going on today and interpret what will be happening tomorrow. But that is not the way we do it here at the fellowship. We are looking at what is going on today with a, a Christological lens, that is through the lens of Christ. And we want to know what has happened in the past, what has now brought us to this day, and then what the future will be. We're not like those in the scriptures in um, Matthew chapter 16, uh, the first, say, three or four verses, where Jesus gave a rebuke to the Pharisees because they could determine what the weather was going to be in the next day uh, by looking at the sky. They could determine it, and Jesus rebuked them. He said, you can, you can uh, predict the weather, but you cannot discern the times in which you are living. So we want you to know that what we are doing is not just looking at an isolated event, as I've said to you before, but we are looking at a bevy of scriptures, a, a great number of scriptures, and we are also looking at the events as Jesus has told us. Now, the purpose of doing that is not to sort of get out in front of the crowd, but the purpose of that is that you might understand what is going on and that you might place your faith, your trust in Jesus Christ. Now, for us, there is no other answer than Jesus Christ. For us, there is no other name uh, except the name Jesus. And so that's what we want to share with you because Jesus Christ is uh, the answer to all of the, the questions that we have concerning this life. So we want you to be fully aware of our position. And uh, I would like to also say that you've seen our wonderful praise and worship team today. Actually, it was just a small part of our team. And uh, they are here, but we were practicing social distancing. I want you to know that. We're not rebellious. We're not going to pick a fight with our civil authorities. Uh, we are uh, so, so grateful to God for having given us uh, a, a good mayor, a, a, a great mayor, a, a good, a great uh, county commissioner, a county judge, rather. We want to thank God for, the, for them. And we want to thank God for what he is doing in our area and uh, giving us some good instructions because we're not going to just believe that God can heal somebody from uh, COVID-19. We know that God can, but we're not going to put anybody in danger. And I just wanted to say that in case you're looking and you're saying, oh, they're, uh, they're presenting this service from the fellowship. Yes, we are, but we are practicing social distancing. We're very, very careful. We're not shaking hands. We're not hugging. We're not doing that. We may give a little virtual hug or something like it, 
10, 15, 20 feet away. But that's it. All right. So super. Now you can relax and listen to the word of God, knowing that we're not in rebellion against our civil authorities. I want to just continue the message that I was sharing with you uh, the last time this uh, past week. Um, uh, the message is, Come Lord Jesus, and I dubbed this one Part 2. Part 2. And the objectives in this message uh, are the same objectives that uh, were in the last one. I want you to receive the words of Jesus as the truth, that they are the truth, they're not opinion. Uh, they are the truth. It's not a hyped up religious fanatic. No, they are the truth. Jesus tells us that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, if you're being in our audience, you know that some of the things that are happening right now, this year, 2020, Jesus predicted before he, he went to, to the cross, and he predicted them uh, as he resurrected from the grave. So Jesus resurrecting from the grave proves his veracity or his truthfulness. So you don't have to wonder uh, how the world started and whether or not Jesus is real, all of that. I said to someone recently when they were saying, well, I'm searching for truth. I said, uh, and they said, I don't know if there is a God. So you are proof that there is God. And the things that are happening, just as Jesus told us, are proof that Jesus uh, is who he says he is. Now, so we want you to uh, receive Jesus's words as the truth. We want you to expect his words to come to pass. So whatever the Bible says that's going to happen in the world, in the earth, there will happen. Whatever God says will happen to you will happen. Whether you give yourself to Jesus or you don't give yourself to Jesus, what he said about that person, it's going to happen. And so the third thing I want you to, to uh, receive and internalize is do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. I gave you a, a wonderful story in my life about that. Do not fear. I gave you actually two stories. I gave you one about my daughter uh, when she was a teenager working in a, in a very difficult part of town at a convenience store. She said to me, Dad, I will not live my life in fear. And so that's, we don't want to, you to do that either. You're a people of God, therefore you have a covenant with God. That means that God is going to care for you. And he has already given you everlasting victory, eternal victory through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So the fourth thing is, uh, I, don't want, I want you to know rather that fear is not a part of your DNA, that you are a new uh, creation in Christ Jesus. For, for anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. That old things for that person has passed away, and behold, all things are new. So you are a new creation. Uh, so your DNA uh, is not, does not have fear in it. And the fifth thing is that your new uh, DNA is both truth and victory. And I want you then to watch and look out for the return of the Lord. There was a brother who was a part of our ministry, uh, worldwide ministry, was sharing once, he said to us, um, fear is a poor counselor. Fear is a poor counselor. So do not be counseled during these times by fear. Now, taking precautions, we want you to do that. We want you to, to take precautions. We want you to uh, practice what our medical community has warned us to do because if we believe that God can heal everybody so we're going to go and hug and do all these things then we also believe that God told us to obey our civil authorities all right 
I said those things because I want you to know that that's what we are doing here, and I would like to see you practicing. Let's look at the scriptures in Luke chapter 21, verses 25 through 36. If I'm going to try to get to all of those. I will read many of them because I want you to catch up with me from the last message. The scripture reads, And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress, anguish, anxiety, distress of nations with perplexity, feeling that there's no way out, the sea and the waves roaring, being agitated, men's hearts failing them for fear of the expectation of those things which are coming upon the earth. And so that means that men's hearts would feel them. They would lose courage because of the foreboding of things being out of the control of natural man. I want to go on record as saying that things are already out of control of natural man. You and I cannot fix what's wrong in the, in the world without God. It's an impossibility. So I want to set your hearts at ease and your mind at ease that there is no way out of what we are doing except through Jesus Christ. Now, uh, let's co continue to read the scriptures. He says that men's hearts would fail them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken powerful. So what God is saying is those things that we're experiencing now on the earth will also move as it were to the heavens. So in the sky, we will start to have fearful signs. And this is what God is saying. So what that means for those of us who are in Christ, it means that we're not to be fearful with a fearful crowd. We are to look up. Our redemption is coming very, very near. It's coming very near. Now, those who would say to me today, oh, pastor, I am fearful. Well, you have a way out also. Jesus Christ is your way out. And Jesus should not just be your way out of trouble card, your way out of hell card, but he, he should be uh, your life. You want him to be your life. You want to do everything to please Jesus because it is through Jesus that God made everything. Now, let's look at uh, verse uh, 27. It says, after these things are happening, um, people's hearts failing them, signs in the sun, in the moon, in the stars, on earth, distress, etc. He says, then they will see. So after these things, at some juncture, after these things are happening, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And this is what the scripture promises us, that those people who are alive when these signs begin, they will be the ones that, who will see his coming. Yet, at the same time, they will not be able to predict the day or the hour. That is so mind-boggling to me. And this is the beauty of our faith. Um, the verse 28 says, Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. So you can expect God's word to come to pass. Uh, we, we want you to do that. So when these things begin to happen, he is saying, I want you to live with expectation. Now, I've learned a long time ago to start to live my life with expectation. So I live my life anticipating the coming of the Lord. I live my life in a state of readiness. And I want you to live your life in a state of readiness. All right? And then verse 29, then he spoke to them a parable. So Jesus gave them a confirming parable, something in nature that they could see and also at the same time discern those things that are happening spiritually. So in nature, he says, look at the fig tree, verse 29. Look at the fig tree 
and all the trees, now notice fig tree in particular, but then all of the trees, when they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, so you also, when you see these things happening, these signs I've read to you about, know that the kingdom of God is near. Verse 32, Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But my words will by no means pass away. So Jesus is saying that you can expect his words to come to pass. All right? You can expect his words to come to pass. Now, I would like for, for us to just take a time out and, and, uh, from worrying and being overly concerned. As I've said to you many times before, that God has given us, those of us who believe, the victory of Jesus. He has given us the victory of Jesus. So every person who believes in Jesus, and when I say believe in Jesus, I don't mean give mental assent to Jesus, but I'm saying believing in Jesus from the heart. Every person who believes in Jesus from the heart, who has accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, that is, Master, one who has the right to tell us how to live our lives, then, then Jesus has come into our heart as our life, and God has given us the victory that Jesus has over everything. Jesus has total victory over everything. Jesus cannot contract uh, coronavirus. Jesus cannot. Jesus cannot be uh, killed. He cannot die because it is appointed unto man once to die and after that the judgment. So those of us who are in faith, no matter what happens to us, we live. No matter what happens to us, we live in victory. That's amazing. Let me just recount something I've said before, and that is that Jesus is the first person on the planet the first person in the history of the planet to die a victorious death. And he had a victorious resurrection. Now that is a picture for all of you who are in my audience who are of faith. That means that no matter what happens, you don't have to fear death. You will die a victorious death. For to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And the, the fact that Jesus Christ now lives in you by his spirit, which means that the very resurrection lives inside you. That is so huge. That needs a lot of, of minutes on uh, social media and other mediums to, uh, to explain. So now listen to what Jesus says in verse 34. He does issue a warning. I love these warnings of Scripture. He says, but take heed to yourselves. In other words, you need to comport yourself or conduct yourself in a proper way. You don't just have Jesus as your ace in the hole. You have Jesus because he is worthy. He loved you so much that he gave himself for you. The scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish. I like to say shall not perish, cannot perish, but have everlasting life. And so he's saying, take heed to yourselves. In other words, comport yourself like a born-again person, like a new creation. Take heed to yourself, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life. 
and that day come upon you unexpectedly. So what Jesus is showing us is that the day of the Lord, when Jesus comes, when that, that trumpet sounds in, in the heavens, and it's a great reverberating noise all through the heavens, and there's a great host of angels, and a huge glorious uh, con uh, continue coming out of the clouds in Jesus there. You say, it'll be too late then to say, oh, I want Jesus. And so we want you to know that, and we want you to know that that day is not going to come upon the faith community. That may, I mean, not everybody who goes to church, but everybody who knows Jesus is not going to come upon them so unexpectedly. And yet, at, that, at the same time, we will not know the day or the hour, but we will know the season. And when you have believers who are very calm and saying this is the season, not those who are wanting attention. And, and I want to say this because I know my people, right? I know my people, my Christian people. And sometimes we want to be the first to tell the story like a, a, a reporter who breaks the news, you know, got that big scoop. But uh, we're kind of like that. But even when we speak truth, even though we are wanting some attention, the truth is the truth, all right? So if someone t talks to you a little bit, um, maybe... Uh, and a little bit out of control, don't worry about it. The truth is the truth. Verse 35 says, For it will come, that day will come, as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the earth. So he says, the scripture is so true, it's always true. He says, that day is going to come like a snare on everybody. Wow. Everybody who lives on the earth. So that means it's going to become like a snare and a trap. It's going to be a trap to those who live. So now what he is talking about, everybody who is outside Christ, because it's not going to be a trap for us, a power, I got you thing. All right? So you have an opportunity right now, and God is so gracious that he gives us an opportunity uh, to come to him. And so it, all the signs that we see, as I've, I've uh, uh, reiterated before, I've iterated these things before, that uh, this year has been just an overwhelming year with uh, earthquakes in many, many places. I named a few in Utah, the Caribbean islands, I believe. Also in uh, Albania and Croatia, and then uh, the locusts in East Africa, the um, um, uh, floods also, and also the fires in Australia, devastating fires in Australia. I can't imagine a billion animals being killed by f treacherous fires, but this is what is reported in Australia. So these things are saying, wake up, wake up. They're, it's God's way of saying, wake up, wake up. A number of years ago, I was in Oklahoma City uh, doing some ministry there, and uh, as my wife and I were driving uh, down or being driven down the streets, there was, and we went to a neighborhood, there was practically a church on every block. If not every block, every two or three blocks, we saw churches. I was astounded, and I thought, what is this? I said, and then I came to this conclusion. Well, in Oklahoma City, it's saying if you go to hell, you're going to have to really try, you know, because there were churches everywhere. And I believe that the way these things are, are happening today, God is saying, okay, I'm reaching out to you. I'm calling you. In verse 36, he says, Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So um, let me read uh, some, a verse in Daniel. Daniel. Let me go to Daniel, Daniel rather, chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7, uh, verses 13 and 14. And so uh, I'm still saying do not fear, right? Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Jesus Christ once was going across the Lake Galilee or the Sea of Galilee. 
he was going across there uh, with his disciples and he fell asleep uh, on a pillow. Uh, I believe it was in the uh, bow of the ship and he fell asleep there. And uh, the, the, there was a storm that, brew, that started to brew and, and came upon uh, the, uh, the, the lake and uh, the sea. And it started to fill the boats with water. Now, he was in the boat with several experienced fishermen. And uh, as they, were, they started to bail water, bail water, bail water. And they couldn't bail water fast enough because they thought, we're going to drown. And they woke up Jesus and said, don't you care that we are perishing? Don't you care? And Jesus woke up. And uh, he rebuked the, the, the winds, the waves. He rebuked the sea. He told it to stop it and calm down. And it did. It was like a little whimpering puppy. They, it all calmed down. And, uh, and uh, he looked at them uh, and he said, he said, you know, where's your faith? Don't you have any faith? And what Jesus, I think, was saying to them is that I'm on board. Nothing can happen to you. It doesn't matter if the boat fills up with water. It's still going to float because I'm on board with you. And this is what Jesus is saying uh, through these signs that are going on in the world. By the way, I don't believe he, as it were, sent them. I believe that, that these signs that we are seeing now and will continue to see are the result of something that we have done. They are never an act of God. They are an act of nature. The Bible tells us that the whole creation groans with pains of childbirth. Pains of childbirth, of course, uh, my wife and I have had children. My wife had the children, uh, but she and I sort of produced uh, two children. And I remember seeing her in the pains of childbirth. It's, I thought, man, I'm, I don't want anything to do with that. But you and I are in, uh, we, we are seeing childbirth or pains like that. And, uh, but what we want to know is that Jesus is with us. Let's read in Daniel 7:13. He says, I was watching in the night visions and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, mean, means Yahweh, God Most High. And they brought him near to him. Then to him was given, to Christ Jesus was given, dominion and glory and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed." So we are living in expectancy of this amazing kingdom that is coming. And what we want to say to those in our audience is that we believe that these things are just a sign that Jesus is coming. Let me read from Acts chapter 1, uh, verses 7 through 11. Acts chapter 1, verse 7. It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. This is what Jesus is saying to his disciples. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And so Jesus is saying uh, these things. He said, ah, don't worry about, am I going to restore the kingdom to Israel right now? He says, that's not for you to know. But what you should know is that when the Holy Spirit comes, he comes to live in you, you're going to have power. You're going to have supernatural power in a mortal frame. And this is what is going on today. Uh, verse 9 says, Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, and also said, who also said, 
men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. I read to you a scripture from Daniel chapter 7. It says that, that, that the Son of Man uh, is going to come in this great cloud. The Son of Man is going to come with the clouds of heaven. And so I believe that. You may say, well, Don Lavelle, what is wrong with you? You believe that? That's just a fairy tale. Well, it's not at all a fairy tale because we believers have received something that non-believers don't have. We have the very Spirit of God. It's not imaginary. It's a reality. And I can remember the day when I was fully aware that the Holy Spirit lived within me. I was fully aware that he had come to live in my heart. And when I read the scriptures, I don't read it like a history book. I don't read it like a piece of literature. I read it like the Word of God. And you too can read it like the Word of God and be so changed. L let me give you a few more uh, verses and then uh, we will pray for you. In Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 through 8, um, verse 4 says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. So people who are saying the antithesis of what I'm saying are deceiving you. All right? Let, uh, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. All these are the beginning of sorrows. You will have these things, but these are the beginning of sorrows. And, uh, and so what I, I want to say to all of us, today that these things are happening right now and I want you not to be deceived. Now when the scripture says that many are going to come in my name saying I'm Christ, that means that the more troublesome the world becomes, the more difficult things become. People are going to say things like, uh, I got a word from God and they won't have a word from God. I, I always say, you know, when we are listening to politicians, I always say, don't listen to what people promise you. Look at what they have done. And I want you to look at our proven lifestyle. I want you to look at who we are and what we have done and how we have poured out our lives to you and other men and, and women of God who have poured out their lives to you and they have been an example to you. You can trust them, all right? You can trust them. Boy, my time is just gone. And uh, I wish I had more time with you today, but I'd like for you to just stay with us on social media. We love you so immensely. We care for you. And we're in this city for you, and we're in the world for you. Now, uh, let me just bless you. Father, I want to bless everybody in my audience today, in this wonderful audience, through social media. Uh, we have done what you have asked us to do. We have preached your word. We have shown the love of God. We've shown that we care for, for believers, that we're not doing these things to take advantage of one, but we are doing those things warning. We're preaching the gospel, warning others and comforting uh, uh, many. So we, got, we give you thanks and praise for them. We ask that if there are any uh, loved ones of those who are suffering uh, from COVID-19, that you would heal them, strengthen them, make them well as another sign to them that you are with them. I pray further, Father, that, that those who have COVID-19, that you would heal them. I pray you would stop this scourge that's running rampant throughout the world. 
I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that again, that every believer would be comforted through these words and that every believer would know that this is not a time for fear, but to look up for our redemption is drawing near and we will be with you forever and ever. For those who don't know you, I ask that they would come to faith this day, right now, through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
So glad you joined us today we're glad we joined you we bless you in the name of jesus christ have a good day a good night and follow us on social media we're going to be talking to you throughout the day throughout the days we love you god bless you <laughs>